let's start off with some room tone real quick. Yeah, that's enough. It's time to record Pepper Chew. <laughs> Jesus, he's really going to town. Oh, that sounds really weird. My headphone. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's the podcast that Pepper should do. Like, a, like an ASMR. Disgusting. <laughs> dog eating All slobbery dog <laughs> chewing noises uh, for an hour. Welcome to the Slobcast. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all move. Time to pup 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 podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. My name's Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are going to be talking about the arena, pardon me, arena, no the, of Lost Souls, part two. Yeah, we're back in with those zombies. It, it, yep, there's more zombies. I was trying to come up with something, some sort of clever zombie pun, but nothing was coming to me. Uh, you know what does come to you? Hmm. Zombies. <laughs> Uh, this was a fun episode. I, you know, I really love that they're finally marking their two parters as such. So we kind of know what we're in for. Uh, and this was a solid second half, I think. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, we got not so much of the magic that, that I know you like Jimmy, but we got, uh, the rest of the duel and, uh, yeah, some fun little character interaction moments. Uh, but before we get into that, it's It's time. time. For what, 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 what's good? What is good, Tyler? Uh, lots of things are good. Uh, I know when this podcast comes out, uh, Summer Games Done Quick, which I talked about last week, will be over. Uh, but there are going to be YouTube videos online. So if you enjoy watching people play video games, there's going to be like seven days worth of videos. Boy, do I! <laughs> so uh, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, watching real people play video games is almost as much fun as watching fake people play a card game. Well, so I was about to say, actually, you can get best, best of both worlds because there are tool-assisted speedruns. Of Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, no, not of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, damn. Uh, no, but I did I did learn, semi-related, that there is a Beyblade speedrunning community that I'm really interested <laughs> in Of joining. course there is. I don't know what games they run. I'm assuming any of the like Beyblade Game Boy games um which which are not bad i mean they're not horrible games they're not good by any means but they're you know they're okay um so anyway so that uh is something that you can look for online if you want i'm gonna google Yu-Gi-Oh speedrun right now okay do it uh the other thing that i want to talk about while you do that real quick is so this episode is going to go out on july 2nd i believe and we're still recording it in june because that's how time works um, Unless you've got time with it, <laughs> which we will get to later. Uh, so I just wanted to say real quick. I know this is something that like us as two like straight white cisgender dudes don't talk a whole lot about, but like June is Pride Month, uh, and I just wanted to call that out and say like thank you to all of our listeners in the LGBTQA plus community. Um, yeah, happy Pride. Yeah, happy. Pr- I really hope you had a really good Pride Month. Um, I know. Uh, I mean, we live in Portland, so there's been a bunch of stuff going on here. Obviously, uh, the naked bike ride this year was just super extra gay and it was wonderful. Um, but I, 
just, you know, I, I just want to say thank you because I know like for us, I think both of our lives uh, have been made infinitely better by people who uh, identify as things other than, you know, cisgender or straight or white or, or you know, people of all kinds. Uh, so I, I would be remiss if I let Pride Month go by without saying that uh, at least once. Okay, what did you find for Yu-Gi-Oh! speedruns? I actually found a whole bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! speedruns. Okay, what are they speedrunning? What, what is the... Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Duelist of the Roses. I don't Ooh, know what that is. Okay. The Sacred Cards. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories, any percent speedrun, world record in 130.07. Damn! What, uh, what console is this for? Uh, I have no idea. I have never heard of these games before. Because I'm pretty sure there were at least two Yu-Gi-Oh! games for the first PlayStation. Potentially a couple for the PlayStation 2. I was convinced in my heart of the cards that there was one for the Game Boy, but I think I'm wrong about that. There was one for the GBA. One for Several the GBA. for the GBA, okay. I think. I want to find like a ROM or something. Oh, yeah, like PlayStation. I don't know if I'll be able to find those in real life. Forbidden Memories. That's, that sounds... Don't you remember these? <laughs> Don't you remember these card games? Maybe, maybe that's why I have. Maybe I've played this game, <laughs> but the memories the are memory forbidden. Has been forbidden. Uh, wow, so an hour and a half for you. Okay, I think I think we've just discovered my new hobby, everybody. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get into this. All right. Yeah, I know you're just going to. After I leave, you're just gonna pull this up and watch it. I mean, probably. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on, Jimmy? Uh, nothing really. You're just I didn't have anything. This video. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just scrolling through this video. I so can't think of anything Jimmy, that I want Jimmy, to talk I th- about. I think that Yu-Gi-Oh speedrunning is what's good in your life. <laughs> As of right this As second. As of right this second. Cool. Uh, well, let's go ahead and dive on in then. Uh, we won't uh, beat around the bush too much longer. It's time to discuss the episode. This week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 18, Arena of Lost Souls, colon, Part 2. Uh, part 2. Number 2. Do is like, like friends. The second one. The second one. Uh, so in this episode, we pick up where we left off in Joey's duel against Bones, the creepy like 10-year-old child. And things are not going well. So if you'll remember, uh, the previous episode left off with uh, Bones using a magic card to bring his deceased monsters back from the graveyard as zombies, and they were extra powerful because of the graveyard field bonus, and they started defeating all his monsters. Meanwhile, uh, the rest of the Scooby gang is running through the tunnels and caves to try and find Joey because they are convinced that Joey is in there, despite the only piece of evidence being Joey's wallet literally a quarter mile away. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so things are going well. Um, We start off with the duel, uh, and Joey is essentially just finding himself in a position where he's playing defense monsters, uh, so even though, you know, they'll be killed instantly by Bones' monsters, he won't take any damage from that monster dying. Uh, this is different from monsters being an attack, where if they're in attack mode and they die, you lose life points equivalent to, like, the difference between the attack power of the attacking monster and the attack power of your monster, and it's it's a whole math thing. Um, and he draws, and f- forgive me if I'm... I'm missing something here. He draws Time Wizard pretty early on in the episode, right? Yeah. So he is trying to think to himself, like, hey, what kind of... It's like a third of the way through. 
Okay, so so before that, then is it the Scooby Gang? Yep. Coming in. Okay, so Scooby Chase. So essentially, what happens is we see that he's you know struggling in the duel, and then we cut back to Yugi and Tristan, and obviously Taya left on and... a cliffhanger where he's about to die. Yeah, as he's exactly. always about to die. Yeah, because kind of the the theme of this is like he gets really close to dying a couple of different times and loses just a little bit of attack points and then a little bit of attack points and then like a little bit of attack points and uh and yeah and comes back from it basically so what happens is then we cut back to yugi and tristan and taya and bakura and they are going through these spooky spooky tunnels and they're walking and they're walking and uh taya realizes uh that bakura is not there and they they look behind and uh, they're like, hey, you know, Pakura, we're over here. Like, come find us. And he comes running up out of the darkness. He's just like, ah! Uh, with a skeleton on his back, uh, which <laughs> I'm still convinced is another one of these just like plastic Halloween store <laughs> yeah. skeletons. And uh, and they get it off of him. And uh, Tristan uh, stomps on the skull and like shatters it. And he goes, uh, all right, no more picking up any hitchhikers. Uh, Hilarious. Just just a stellar joke. And they are like, okay, well, we got to find uh, Joey, our friend Joey. And uh, <laughs> we have to help him. Uh, what is it? We have, to, we have to help him help his sister, yeah. Serenity. Because they found his wallet. Because they found his wallet. And it's essentially an opportunity to like recap kind of just the bare bones of what Joey's plot line is. This uh, whole deal. In conversation with each other, which is a little awkward. Um, but then they come to a fork in the road. And uh, it's actually, it's really cool like design. Like it'd be, yeah, it'd be really like cool. It's like a uh, D&D style spooky cave. It's just like there's one road going off one way and another tunnel going off the other way. And in between them, there's a whole stack of skulls with candles in their mouths yeah which i i i mean i'm gonna do that in my home one day that'll be, <laughs> that'll be pretty good um so they're like okay well do we go left mood or right? lighting <laughs> and uh taya's like man both both directions look so inviting uh and tristan is, has a one of my favorite tristan lines tristan has a lot of good like one-liners here he goes well if joey got invited down one of these paths we gotta go save him <laughs> Uh, and, uh, was it Taya steps on, uh, uh, like it might've been Yugi. It might've been, it, it's, it's kind of hard to tell cause it was just a foot. It was just like a oh, shoe. Oh, it was Bakura. Was it Bakura? Okay. So Bakura steps on, uh, like a classic D and D style trap, uh, just kind of hidden in the, in the rocks of this, this cave tunnel. And you see the, the little thing press in and you hear a click and you hear, uh, what I I can't tell if they're diegetic or non-diegetic musical notes. Did you catch that? Yeah, it's like a it's like sort of an ascending scale, and uh, like then, piano notes. Yeah, and then Tristan like narrows his eyes and he goes, "What's that sound?" And then you hear this like faint rumbling, and he goes, "It's getting closer. It's coming from that way. What is it?" They all uh, just stand there and stare in that. Direction. Yeah, they all just stand there and stare in that direction because they're like, "Well, it, it's getting closer, but what's getting closer?" And then. Uh, a giant rock comes rolling in out <laughs> a of the perfectly distance. spherical Indiana Jones <laughs> boulder. It is, yeah, it's very Indiana Jones esque, uh, and they just start booking it in the other direction. So, like, all right, that that decides it for us. We're going to go off to the right, and they're running and running. It's a perfect, just straight up Scooby Doo sequence where they're all. It's just a shot of them 
jogging mm-hmm. as this boulder gets closer and closer. Yep, and uh, Bakura uh, trips. Yeah, he falls through the air for, I'd say, a good five to ten seconds. Yeah, ah! I, I, can't, I can't tell if it's slow motion. Nobody else is acting in slow motion, so no, I don't think it is. it was just him. Uh, he was just falling dramatically. And I instantly felt bad because as he tripped, I was like, well, that's how Bakura dies. <laughs> and then he is crushed by the boulder. Yep, not even making this up. Nope, just you see up him like get crushed and like his hands disappear underneath it. And uh, so you know the the other three see this happen, and Taya you know shouts Bakura's name, and Tristan's like, you know, you can't look back. Like we just got to run for right now. And it they, got Bakura. And they they <laughs> she did say it got Bakura, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> uh, like it's a sentient boulder. <laughs> and Go get you. Uh, and they get they keep running just as hard as they can to try and get away from this boulder until they come to a dead end. Get it, dead? Because they're going to die. Because zombies and ghosts. And then Tristan has number two of the best Tristan lines possibly ever. And they get to the dead end and he goes, well, if we can't run anymore, I'm going to fight. And he turns and it's the most anime ass bullshit where it's like six shots of him spinning around cocking his fist back and <laughs> yugi and Taya are both like what no tristan uh wh- what is how does it happen so i think yugi says you can't punch out and then Taya says a boulder <laughs> and he goes but i'm he- gonna punch it <laughs> he says it out loud like it's a like it's a fucking anime you know i'm gonna wreck attack. it and <laughs> he goes he does in fact punch that boulder he does he punches the boulder <laughs> With like There's a one of those shots hook. where like his coat is like streaming behind him from the wind and it's like a slow motion and then the boulder just goes and it pops. It's a balloon. And inside the balloon was a spherical set of speakers. And Yugi goes, oh, somebody must have wired these speakers to make boulder sounds. And I bet that person was Pegasus. Because that is a 100% on-brand thing for Pegasus to do. And it's his island where he built everything. So, you know, it stands to reason. Uh, And then they're like, oh, so this means that Bakura's fine. And they just walk (laughs) like 30 feet back. And there he is. Yeah. Oh, hey, Bakura. He's kind of freaked out. But he's, you know, none the worse for wear. Um, Yeah. And then they just, they keep kind of you know trekking on i am still impressed that tristan was able to basically shatter a zorb with one punch yeah i'm i'm really curious about like the physical makeup of that balloon like was it like a giant beach ball was it like soccer ball material yeah because it looked like big enough to like actually roll over you and push you down if it got too close yeah so i i'd imagine yeah probably like a zorb is is fairly accurate probably a couple layers of like thick plastic um so i mean it's a good punch i'll give him that and you know we've seen a lot of like we've seen a lot of duels in our time and uh there's a lot of i've seen a duel or two in my day (laughs) there's a lot of like outlandish action sequences this was maybe one of the best action shots i think we've seen in a while it's also one of the only action sequences that's appeared like in quote-unquote real life that wasn't in uh just a hologram in a duel Right, yeah, this is kind of our our uh, our first IRL action scene in a lot of ways. I think it's up there with uh, Kaiba jumping to his supposed death out a window. Yeah, that was intense. 
Uh, and crashing with, a satellite into Los Angeles. That's true. That's true. I will say that scene with Kaiba jumping is made a lot better without the censorship uh, when they add the guns, when they have the guns still. Uh, that makes it an action scene for sure. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so we cut back to Joey's duel with Bones, and Joey is trying to figure out a way out of this, and he plays, or he draws, rather, uh, the Time Wizard. Time Wizard! And he goes, oh, this card's gotten me out of a bunch of jams. I'm so glad that you gave it to me. He's my best friend. And he plays it right away, and uh, Bandit Keith, like, freaks out, because he's like, oh, man, there's a there's a chance that... Uh, the time wizard magic can advance time and age bones as zombies into dust, which apparently is how time works for zombies. And every time time wizard comes out, it's some other random bullshit. I think people just, it's, it's like a fill in the blank cards against humanity card. Yeah. Like you just get to say what it does. Uh, and uh, bones is freaking out and he's like, what should I do? What should I do? And bandit Keith reminds him that, time uh, wizard is a game of chance he has to spin a little dial and either it will destroy all of uh bones's monsters or it will destroy all of uh joey's monsters rather it will get sucked into a time vortex right so we get a scene where joey activates the uh the time wizard magic and it spins 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 uh if you if you haven't watched Yu-Gi-Oh! A, I don't know why you're listening to this. B, <laughs> I strongly encourage you to go to YouTube, and I think you could probably just type in, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Time Wizard, just because I need you to see how excruciating these scenes are, because it's the same every time it happens, where it zooms in on the Time Wizard staff, which is one of those, like, spinner Like a Wheel of Fortune style. Yeah, and it takes, like, two minutes and it's just spinning and spinning everyone, and spinning. It's like passing over all the different options and everyone's like, <gasps> oh my and, gosh. And you say, okay, you say all the different options. There's there, two options. There are two options. The top and bottom are the good option. And it's a weird symbol that I guess means time travel. Like a castle almost. Almost, yeah. And then the left and right, there are, for whatever reason, two spaces on the left and right that all have skulls on them. Uh, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, this is a really interesting and funny sequence to me because it finally slows down and stops, but you know how in, there's, it's that trope where it, uh, skips ahead one just a little bit. Right. Yeah. 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 No, this that's, doesn't that's what, like, what talking about. Yeah. this does it like five times. Right. Where it jumps ahead one to the skulls and, and then jumps. And it makes a noise each yeah. time. goes, ah, clink, er, And ah. then it like jumps ahead to the next one like it's clearly stopped spinning and it's just going it's like ticking right right so that's what i'm talking about it's just <laughs> so unnecessarily long but when it does finally stop it lands on a skull uh which means that joey's monsters get destroyed and right now that's just flame swordsman uh so flame swordsman and time wizard are sucked into a time warp never to be seen again uh, which part of me hoped that like the physical cards would get sucked into a time warp too. Like that would be part of how it worked. No, 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 no such luck. He keeps the cards. Um, but he also takes damage, uh, because of, uh, flame swordsman dying. So he's down to, I want to say at this point, he's down to like 150 life points, something, something like low that. like he's, that. He's on his last rope 
and uh, he's like, man, I, I got to, you know, find a way out of this. And I, I got to think, think my way through. What should I do? Yugi would know what to do. And then you hear Yugi's voice saying, Joey. <laughs> and Tristan's voice saying, Joey. And then it pans the camera over and there's Tristan and, and Yugi standing right there. They're not I, even running up to the, the arena. They're just standing they're just there. Standing. And then it zooms out a little bit more and it shows, oh, yeah, Taya and Bakura are here, too. And uh, <laughs> then uh, he goes, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> and uh, they start figuring out, oh, Joey was kidnapped and forced into uh, this duel. And they actually, at first, they kind of get mad at him. They're like, why on earth would you accept a duel here? In this all places. creepy underground uh, and he, arena. And he That's goes, clearly illegal. Yeah. And he goes like, well, I mean, clearly I didn't have a choice. Like one of them knocked me out and I got dragged here. And uh, now I have to win this duel. And uh, is it Taya points out like that's illegal or like this isn't an yeah. official duel? And uh, Bandit Keith goes, well, Joey laid down Starship, so he agreed to it. Whether or not it's legal doesn't matter anymore since he agreed to it. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, I think is fair. And, uh, oh, shoot. How does this happen? So he... Joey's like, yeah, so now I have to win. And Tristan then goes, well, here's a little ex- extra inspiration for you if you need it. And he tosses <laughs> Joey's wallet back up to him. And it opens on the picture of uh, uh, Serenity, which apparently is the only thing in Joey's wallet. And Joey goes, what? Oh, Serenity? yeah. Oh, yeah. My sister. Serenity. And, and Joey goes, yeah. Or not Joey. Uh, Tristan goes, yeah, your sister. <laughs> you know. In case you forgot. There's a lot of why you're here on this island reminding everyone who people are and their relations to each other. And uh, this part was a little fuzzy for me because I don't think anything happens here, but it felt like something happened here. I think essentially what happens is Joey's like, well, how am I going to get out of this? Uh, Oh, here's how it goes. So this is what we got for not taking notes, everybody. Uh, So Joey goes, okay, now I'm going to win. I'm going to beat him. And I'm going to do that by beefing up my defense until I get a monster strong enough to attack. And Bandit Keith goes, well, I mean, you just told us that. Like, you shouldn't tell anybody your strategy, (laughs) especially when it's a shitty strategy. (laughs) And and he goes, what? And he goes, yeah, because now we're just going to beef up our monsters to, uh, you know, break through any defense you might play. And at this point, uh, or maybe even before this, it was Bones's turn. And then Bones realizes, well, Joey doesn't have any monsters out anymore. And he's Bones is going to win regardless. So Bones goes, nah, I'm not going to do anything this turn. I'll let you take this one. Like, you know, beef up your defenses again. Sure. You, Go I'll, ahead and let me humiliate you. I'm, no, I'm not going to win right now like I could. Right. And I think Bandit Keith uh, encourages him to do that. He's like, no, let's not beat him outright. Let's humiliate him like Pegasus humiliated me. So they give Joey a free turn, and uh, he plays a card in defense mode like he said he was going to. And then Bones plays Pump King of Ghosts. I'm going to say that one more time. Pump King of Ghosts. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And a giant pumpkin with a crown and like vine tentacle arms appears like grows up out of the the graveyard (laughs) and it's bigger than all three of the other monsters combined and joey's like ah what's what's that just the giant pumpkin 
and uh forget about it that was like almost italian and i'm really sorry uh and he hey i'm walking here he uh bones says well he's got a special ability called ectoplasmic fortification which (laughs) i'm like at that point i was like oh hot damn i've got to turn on subtitles for this because like no no way am i am i gonna remember this but ectoplasmic fortification what that does is it beefs up uh your monsters attack points by or your zombie monsters zombie and ghost monsters i guess attack points by 10 percent every turn so it's this sort of kingly pumpkin monster beefing up the other three zombies that he has out on the field and it does this by uh taking its like spindly tentacle vines and like they go into all these zombies and start pumping ectoplasm into them right and bones explains this kind of by way of a spooky math lesson where he (laughs) really is though he states like uh that the monster's original attack points are uh increased by 30 percent because of the graveyard field bonus plus another 10 percent for something else plus or for being zombies Oh yeah. no, no what it is field is field power uh, bonus. So that so the field power bonus is 30% and then when a zombie creature dies because of call of the haunted, they gain another 30%, I believe, and then they get 10% every turn from uh Pumpkin of Ghosts. And, and he finishes this whole thing, which by the way he's saying in his like dungeon master voice, so it's things like uh my zombie creatures get 30% and like just really leaning into it and Meanwhile, on the screen, they have the numbers going up and down to show you what's going Just on. Just to show you how math works. And he ends the whole thing with, do the math, dweeb. <laughs> Don't ever say that Yu-Gi-Oh! didn't teach you anything. And, uh, yeah, so then the beefed up... Uh, crawling dragon uh, just blasts through his monster in defense mode, which I noticed looked like a Khajiit holding an axe. Did that look right to you? Yeah, it was like a big, beefy cat uh, creature. What it actually reminded me of, I think maybe more than a Khajiit, is are you familiar at all with the Ringworld series of books by Larry Niven? Yeah. So so the... like The Kazin. Yeah, the Kazin. It looks like a Kazin. Uh, just a giant tiger person holding an axe. <laughs> uh, so that dies. Womp womp. And uh, Joey is freaking out, and he doesn't know how he's going to win. And uh, he, maybe even at this point, is when he kind of reiterates like what his plan is: is just to keep like building up his defense. And uh, Bandit Keith says, "Well, he's got one more card that will render any of your defenses completely worthless." And Joey goes, "What? No one card can do that." And Bones draws, and sure enough, the next card is Block Defense which is a trap card that turns any of his uh, any of Joey's defense mode monsters into attack mode. Just conveniently draws it just then and there. And uh, Joey's like, oh no, now I can't play a monster in defense mode or that'll trigger the trap and they won't be in defense mode anymore, which means that I can take damage. And he's freaking out and he's trying to figure out how he's going to win it. And Yugi goes, uh, there's a card in your deck that can... Uh, that can fix this that can set this right and so uh first joey draws uh red eyes black dragon and he plays red eyes black dragon and he and he defeats the uh the pumpkin king and i feel like i'm getting things out of order a little bit but for whatever reason in duels it's really hard to keep track of what the order is here it's just the same thing every episode back and forth 
And so he, he gets Red Eyes Black Dragon to defeat the Pump King of Ghosts. So the Pump King of Ghosts goes away. And uh, as Yugi reiterates, that means that the attack power of the zombie monsters can't keep going up, which is good. And uh, oh, yeah. And then Yugi says, and you have a card in your deck that can turn this around for you. And Joey's like, what? What possible card could that be? And uh, <laughs> he goes, he says to Yugi, what? Are you sure? And Yugi just looks him dead in the eyes and doesn't say anything. He and Joey, stands there. And Joey goes, okay, yeah. And like gets a confident, like happy look on his face and turns around and puts his hand on the deck and draws the top card. And sure enough, there it is. just had to believe in the heart of the cards. He just had to believe. There's the card. It is uh, Sword and Shield, which will switch the attack and defense uh, values of every monster on the field. And then he goes, ah, okay, this is how I win. Because, and this is the reason why we got these math lessons earlier, is because it also showed us the defense points of all the zombie creatures. And it's zero. Because they're zombies. Because they're zombies. And as Bandit Keith points out, they have no will of their own, which I guess means that they have no defense. I don't really know how those two things correlate, but it's Yu-Gi-Oh. And so he plays a... Do you remember the name of this card? It was really cool looking. I don't remember. It It was like a ninja guy almost. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forget no. it. Anyway. It, it was, doesn't really matter. It's, no, it's a cool looking like ninja punch man. And uh, he plays that in attack mode. And uh, oh, yeah. And Red Eyes died, of course, because Red Eyes can't last more than one turn, apparently, in this show. Uh, I think the clown kills it or something. I think it was the uh, the zombie breath. Oh, yeah. The zombie breath dragon, which apparently is the only attack that Bones knows how to use. Uh, but... Uh, he plays the ninja guy and then he plays sword and shield and uh, bandit Keith freaks out bones freaks out the whole stadium like shakes and everything glitches out and then the attack and defense values uh, for every monster switch so the attack value of the zombie creatures is now zero meaning that the ninja guy whose attack points are now a thousand uh, can attack and kill the the crawling dragon zombie and defeat bones just like that and just like that it's over and bandit keith uh flips out and he starts yelling at bones like you lost uh i'm out of here and he storms off and like this whole time bones is just like crying but i was just doing exactly what you told me to do and then he like yells you lost and there's like a shot of his face like going in and out it's really it's really bizarre so the friends meet up again uh and uh joey thanks you know yugi interest in atea and bakura for like cheering him on and and they're like yeah no you really turned it around we're really proud of you and you got those star chips now so you only need two more star chips uh and let's let's go let's get going and so they start walking out of the cave and they see daylight and they're like, oh, cool. Awesome. So that's the way we're going to go. Daylight. Awesome. And so they're walking, they're walking, they're walking. And then they hear another stone rolling, at which point I thought it was going to be another one of those traps. But no, it's actually Bandit Keith and his uh, minions, really just the minions, rolling a stone in front of the entrance to the cave, locking them in. Conveniently, there was an actual perfectly sized round stone that they could roll in front of the entrance to this cave. I have a feeling that it's because Pegasus has some sort of a like a Christ complex. Like he really just wants to be like buried for three days uh, so that he can rise. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they roll the, the stone in front of the, the opening to the cave, trapping... Uh, the Romans seal the tomb. Yeah, trapping Yugi and friends. Um, 
And so now, uh, I think this is actually when Bandit Keith really starts railing into Bones. Like, he starts yelling at him, like, you lost. And Bones is like, well, I am literally just doing what you told me to do. So it's not my fault. And Bandit Keith isn't going to take that as an excuse. He's still lost. So uh, at that point, he's like, well, you know, we've got other options. And he straight up knocks out Zygor. Just punches just him right in the punches gut. Punches him right in the gut and takes his star chips. And uh, they're like, oh, well, what are, you, what are you doing? And he goes, well, somebody has to, you know, go face Pegasus and it's going to be me. And then he knocks out Bones and Sid and takes all of their star chips so that he has 10. <laughs> so he's like, well, I mean, you got to get there somehow. Yeah. And then he just leaves them like doing cartoon, like spinny eyes there on the ground. Right. Yeah. 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 Like the birds flying around their heads. Um, yeah. And essentially just like knocks them out in the middle of this deserted island and walks off. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's where the episode ends. Uh, with Bandit Keith walking off into the sunset. Uh, it was like noon. <laughs> yeah. It was like noon. I don't know. Um, it's sunset somewhere. It's <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, that was it. I felt like there was something else in there, but it does kind of have, uh, just like an ending which is which is nice i think like it's good for a two-parter especially to feel like it has like a conclusion instead of another cliffhanger right uh jimmy what was your favorite part my favorite part of this episode was the pumpkin uh i feel like showcasing actual good and interesting cards is a rarity in this show and the pumpkin's ability to basically increase all the zombies on the field under your control is pretty cool yeah 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 i love the design too like it's got a big pumpkin body and a giant pumpkin mouth and then a teeny little crown. It looks exactly like the Great Pumpkin. Yeah. From, from uh, Peanuts. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just like a big jack-o'-lantern mouth and a, yeah. How did you feel about the phrase ectoplasmic fortification? I feel like that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> ectoplasmic fortification, fortification, ectoplasmic <laughs> There we go. The new, the new hit uh, Weird Al cover. Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Uh, I think my favorite part was the math lesson that we oh. got throughout this episode. <laughs> like, I really love the idea of Bones as math teacher, and I kind of think that that might be his calling later on in life. Uh, Instead of losing at card games. Yeah, kind of. Well, because I, I thought even like earlier on in this episode, before we got into the, any of the math lesson stuff that I mentioned earlier... It was doing, like right at first, it was listing the uh, attack value of each of the monsters and the life points of each of the duelists. Uh, And it did it in such a way that was like, it was like you're watching a news broadcast and it had like the Chiron come up with like their name and occupation, but it was just life points, right? I was like, oh, that's it's a really interesting way to like introduce somebody because it's right at the beginning of the episode too. And there's a little sound associated with the life points each time. It goes, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I really enjoyed that. And then later on, I you know, here I was thinking like, oh, so what a weird like numbers lesson just to have the kids, you know, fucking do the math themselves, yeah. right? Like. <laughs> All right, you nerds, you want numbers? Here's some numbers for you. When it really doesn't matter because it's Yu-Gi-Oh! And then later on, we got Bones doing his whole math monologue. Yeah, it's like, all right, kids, what's 30% of 1250? Right. Add it to your monster. And then they just do the math for you, which I really appreciate. (laughs) 
uh, but I thought it was it was interesting. This is the first time I've seen uh, somebody talk about that sort of thing in percentages. Uh, yeah, that's not not something that we're used to in the show, at least. But yeah, that was good. Uh, what about your least favorite? My least favorite. Uh, it came up twice in this episode, actually. But uh, so much of the drama and story in these duels depends on getting the exact like talking about a card and then drawing a card and it's the exact card that you were just talking about yeah even though like you've got however many cards in your deck and it just so happens that you draw the one that you needed right then and there even if you don't believe in the heart of the cards right it just happens for story reasons. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered about that. Like, maybe Bandit Keith believes in the heart of the cards more than anybody. Because every time I mean, he talked about a card, like, Bones drew it next. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. What was your least favorite part? Uh, I think my least favorite. I think my, my honorable. Well, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and say this is my least favorite because I couldn't fucking stand this moment. Is when Tristan's like, if I can't run, <laughs> I'm going to fight. And he turns around and he fucking punches the stone. <laughs> like, he's not even going to try to, like, brace himself and, like, put both hands out and try to stop it. No, he's just going to punch a rock. Yeah, I'm like, what are you expecting to happen here, bro? Like, <laughs> You're just going you're... to, at best, you're going to break your hand. Right. It just so happened that it was fake and it's just Pegasus messing with you. Right. Which makes me wonder, like, maybe Tristan has some sort of, like, a like a like a sixth sense about these sort of things, like things that he can or cannot punch. Uh, <laughs> he's got punch vision. Um, but yeah, no, I, that part made me like happy and angry simultaneously. He's one punch man, <laughs> but only for things that can be easily yes. popped. Yes. He's one punch man for balloons. <laughs> one punch balloon man. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is a better episode than most, I think. It was, yeah. I even though I had a lot of pretty dumb moments, it but re- it really did. That's the show for you, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, typically we kind of rag on some of these like dual heavy episodes, and I think still the best parts of this episode weren't dual related. Um, but even the dual wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't as tedious as a lot of them. Exactly. It actually, had exactly. some interesting mechanics and things going on. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, that's uh, Season 1, Episode 18, Arena of Lost Souls, colon, Part 2. Next week, we're going to be talking about yet another multi-parter, Double Trouble Duel, Part 1. And, uh, Jimmy, I want to have you guess, how many parts are there in Double Trouble Duel? See, I want to say two, but I'm going to guess there's more. See, why would you you guess two? (laughs) Because it's double trouble. Because it's double trouble, right? You would assume. You would assume. Uh, no, it's a three-parter. Oh, boy. Our, <laughs> is this our first three-parter? This is our first. Well, see, here's the other thing. And this is kind of what I was going to say as my worst. This may be my honorable worst. This is the first episode that we've gotten, I believe. Let me scroll back here. Yeah, it's the first episode that we've gotten that has a part in the name. But it's not the first multi-parter. Uh, we have gotten previously like... Uh, Light at the end of the tunnel and winning through intimidation are a one and two parter. Um, Our good friend Panic, mm-hmm. and then before that, uh, duel with the ghoul and give up the ghost. Maybe even everything's relative. Before that, would make a three parter. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's technically technically right, like same mini arc exactly. So I I feel like it's weird to see now that they're going into 
parts and not just like coming up with better episode titles yeah just pick a convention and stick with it yeah yeah exactly exactly so so anyway so we'll get into a three-parter i guess technically it will be our first three-parter um but i'm excited first three-parter that says it's a three-parter exactly exactly uh and uh you know i'm I'm excited for a a pokemon crossover here we're gonna prepare for trouble and make it double Uh haha it's not actually a pokemon crossover i'm sorry oh um but yeah all right well hey until then it's time to end the episode jimmy every week we end the episode with a card of the week yes we do this week's card you ready i'm so ready this week's card is damage eater it's a two-star card it's a fiend slash effect monster and it says oh i love eating damage <laughs> it says during your opponent's turn when your opponent activates a card or effect that would inflict damage you can remove from play this card in your graveyard to change that effect so it increases life points by the same amount instead and it's a monster with 100 attack and 800 defense let's see what damage eater looks like oh it's like a weird little imp guy yeah, that makes sense. That looks like a guy who would, uh, he'd, he'd fuck with some damage. <laughs> Eat that damage. Eat that damage. You know what he looks like? What? He looks like a shiny Zubat. He does. He's got, he's got like kind of a tail. He's a yellow little imp that's just like a skull with like a ghost tail coming off of it. Yeah. So maybe it is a Pokemon crossover this episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, until next week, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can also find us and leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, or you can visit our website at tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P, or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P, uh, or you can email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm so glad you have that domain name, because Guy Fieri always already looks like a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh character. He really does, and that's one of my favorite memes. It's the hair. It's the hair. All right. Until next week, everybody. Remember, it's the hair. You're going to end with that? Yep.